It was him keeping you all year long. It was nobody but Jesus. Nobody but the Lord. And when you look back over your life, when I, can I just testify for myself? When I look back over my, what happened to me in 2023, my testimony is God was keeping me. Keeping me from some things that I didn't even know what I was being kept from. He kept me from seen and unseen danger. He's covered me. He's shown his face towards me. It was his grace and mercy that sustained me. I'm testifying for myself. You may wonder why Colin can stand up there and, and sing and shout and dance. It's because God has been good to me. It was nobody but Jesus. And so, Lord, I thank you. Let's, let's get this word. Job 42. Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. And we're going to start at verse 10. Hallelujah. Job chapter 42. Starting at verse 10. When you get there, you'll find these words. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice. I'm going to shout twice. twice. Okay, that time y'all said shout twice. twice. As much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters, and all that they had been out of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in his house. Hallelujah. And they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and everyone an earring, an earring, an earring of his gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job, more than his beginning. Let that sink in. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and a 1,000 yoke of oxen and a 1,000 she-asses. And he had also seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemimah and the name of the second Kiziah, and the name of the third, Karen Hapuk. And all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. And after this, I'm going to shout after this, that he had been through all that he went through. After God restored it to him, after this, lived Job 140 years and saw his sons and his son's sons, his grandchildren, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. 
the word of God for the people of God. Father God, I thank you now for this day. God, thank you for this opportunity to come into your house, to worship you, to praise you, to lift you up higher. And Father, as we come into this space, Father, as we go into this moment of hearing your word, I pray that you will release a greater grace upon my life to preach with power and authority. Father, that the revival may rest upon my lips, Father. The Father, that you help me to preach your word into a way that our hearts are set on fire. Yeah. Our hearts are set on fire with zeal and passion, Father, unto righteousness for you. That God, that in this moment, you will open the heavens. Hallelujah. And Father, pour out a word. Father, pour out wisdom. Pour out understanding. Pour out hope. Pour out joy unto the lives of your people in this moment. Father, I thank you now for your word. Because it's nothing like your word. So, Father, have your way in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. amen. Look to your neighbor, and I want you to help me testify. And I'm going to see if I got any praises in the house. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God made it fail. Look to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, everything that the enemy sent out against you in 2023, God made it fail. Look to your neighbor, encourage your neighbor again, say, neighbor, I don't know what you went through in this past year, but let me tell you, God made it fail. If you know God made it fail, give God praise right there. As we come into this moment, we stand with anticipation and excitement for this next year. We've reached the end of another year. Hallelujah. And 2024 is knocking at our doors. And truth be told, millions didn't make it to this moment. Some that started out this year, they, they, they were not able to make it to see this day. But you being here in this service is a testament of God's power. A testament of God's keeping power, his sustaining power, his protecting power. Hallelujah. His comforting power. His healing power, hallelujah. His sovereign power. And I think I can get one witness to agree with me when I say that God has been good to us. All of this, 20, all of 2023, God has been good to us. Because in all honesty, can I be honest with you guys? We belong to that shoulda, woulda, coulda crew. <laughs> Truth be told, I should have been dead. I would have been dead, and I could have been dead, but God said, cancel the funeral, it's time to live. Truth be told, because of what happened in 2023, I should have gave up. Lord knows, I would have gave up, and I could have gave up, but God said, no, he, he took the towel, and he threw it back at me. He said, Kyle, and wipe your face and keep going. God made it fail. Look to your neighbor and say, God made it fail. Would have lost my mind, hallelujah. I could have lost my mind, and look, Lord knows I should have lost my mind, but God made it fail. He was a mind regulator through it all. And so, I, my testimony is after all that I've been through, I still have these two words. I lean on these two words, no matter my circumstance, I lean on these two words, but God. 
I know, I know I'm going through hell on my job, but God. I know I, I may got sickness in my body, but God. And when you put those two words on the end of your circumstance, it changes the whole circumstance. Hallelujah. I know I'm down right now. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that got a but God testimony in the house this morning? If there's someone who definitely had a but God testimony, it is Job. We all know the story of Job, right? We all know that Job went through what he went through. Hallelujah. However, uh, let me refresh your mind this morning of why Job had a reason to give God praise at the end. Somebody say at the end. Job had a reason to give God praise at the end. Job was a faithful man, a good man, fully committed and devoted to the Lord. Job was wealthy. The Bible says that there was no one like Job in all of the, all of the land. He was well off for himself. He had money. Amen. He had a healthy family. He had a nice home. He had great income with the, all of the cattle and all of, that, all of that good stuff. But one day the Lord put in a recommendation for Job. The enemy was looking for someone that he could try. And God says, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan responded. He's like, he had this. He said, yeah, I thought about Job, but I can't get to him because you have this thing called a hedge around him. And he said, he said, Satan was like, Job is never going to turn against you, God. Every time he turn around, you keep blessing him. You blessing his family. You blessing his income. You blessing his household. And so Job ain't gonna ever. He ain't gonna ever turn against you, God, because he praising you for his blessings. And so God's like, look, I got a point to prove you. I'm gonna let you do what you want to do to Job, but as long as you don't kill him. And that's exactly what the enemy did. The enemy ran Job through it. Hallelujah. He went through it. The Bible records in just one day. Saying one day he lost his house, he lost his children, he lost his 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 income. Yeah. Hallelujah. He even his health started to go bad. Hallelujah. His body was filled with pain. It was so bad that Joe even cursed the day that he was born. Yeah. One day, after seeing his condition and thinking of that, it would be better off for Job to be dead than to continue to live. His wife looked at him and said, you might as well just go ahead and curse God and die. You might as well just go ahead and give it up, curse God and, and call it quits. But Job had a classic comeback. He said, no. He said, woman, you sound foolish. <laughs> and later he told, the, Job told the Lord, he said, though you slay me. Though you, you send me through all of these things, though it seemed like you, you walked away and seemed like you betrayed me, though I went through all of these things, yet the, my circumstance is what it is, yet will I what, trust you. And then he said this, word bless me. He says, I will maintain my ways before him. So we, oh, let, me, let me stick a pinpoint right there. Many times we say that first part, yet, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. But we don't go on to the next part where he says, I will maintain my ways before you. Because sometimes when you're going through circumstances and situations, hallelujah, it make you want to change your ways. And go back to who you used to be. Amen. Go back to what you used to do. But Job said, Lord, even though I'm going through, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going through, I'm going to trust in you, God. Even though I'm going through, I'm going to look to you because I know my help is coming from you. So in the midst of his trials, his troubles, and his tribulations, Job never sinned against God. Job never blamed God for what was going on in his life. 
Even Job's friends, they begin to ask, they begin to say to Job that Job must have done something. Job, you must have sinned and made God angry. But how many of you know that favor not only comes with blessings, but it also comes with warfare? I'm going to say that again. Favor. Because we love to be favored. We love to have the favor of God. Favor not only comes with blessings, but it also comes with warfare. You ought to take that right there down. The question of the hour is this morning is, can God trust you? Can God trust that you won't break under the warfare? Favor, it comes with, it comes with blessing. Yes, it comes with open doors. Yes, it comes with opportunities. But it also comes with warfare. And God needs to see, can I trust that you won't break under the weight of the warfare? Being favored, it comes with pressure. Hallelujah. Being favored, it comes through going through some situations. But God says, look, I'm looking to see, can I trust that you won't break down under the weight of your warfare? Am I making sense? I've, I've done all my prophetic preaching for 2024. So if you, if you have been here the past two, two or three weeks and you want to know what's going to happen in 2024, go watch the podcast, listen to the podcast, because God gave us some very important strategies because there is something coming in 2024. And God gave us some strategies for that, but I'm not here to preach about that. But in 2024, God needs to know if he can still trust you. Trust that you won't break under the pressure of your circumstances and your situations. Can God still, can, can you still stand with God when the sun stops shining and the storms of life start rolling in? New edition, y'all know this song. They wrote a song that says, sunny days, everybody loves it. What? That's it, can you stand the rain? And so, uh, y'all, I'm out. They said, storms will come. This we know for sure. But let me, can you? Y'all oh, 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 act like y'all say amen, praise God. Y'all act like all oh, y'all listen to was Tasha Cobbs and, and J.J. Harrison. I know y'all know that song. And that's one thing that's for sure. Trouble is, is bound to come to your life. I was thinking in Sunday school, they was just talking about how you don't have to give trouble act, um, permission to come to your house. No, trouble will find your address, come knock on your door, and try to walk in. Amen. You don't have to welcome trouble. Trouble will find you. And hear me out. Be serious for a second. 2024, trouble is going to find this nation. And God is looking for you to be faithful, even in the midst of your trouble. Job remained faithful. And I need to encourage someone and say, don't sin just because you're struggling. Don't quit just because you're frustrated. No, but the test is meant to give you a testimony. Y'all already know it. You are still here this day, hearing this message. You still being here this day, hearing this message is a testimony of this one fact that God made it fail. You being in this building, you being in this sanctuary today is a, is, a, is a fact that God made it fail. Everything that the enemy tried to get you to give up and to give in and to walk away from God, every attack against, from the enemy against your family, against your calling, against your career, against your health this year, guess what? God made it fail. Yeah. Having breath in your lungs is a shout that God made it fail. Yeah. And many of you can just look back over this year and see what God the enemy tried to take you and your family out in that car accident, but guess what? God made it fail. Yeah. 
The enemy attacked your mind and tried to stress you out until you thought that you couldn't do it. You couldn't pass that test. You couldn't get past that class. But guess what? God made it fail. The enemy thought got into your mind, thought you couldn't reach that goal. But guess what? God made it fail. The enemy attacked your body with sickness. But guess what? God made it fail. You are here to say, because the enemy has tried, but Lord knows he can't triumph. The enemy can do all his want, all he want, but God will always make his plans fail every time. Somebody shout every time. And so as we come into this 2024, I need you to remember, it's imperative that you understand right now that God will make whatever the enemy sends against you, he will make it fail. Hear me out. Let this resonate. If you didn't hear none of the other messages this month, hear this out. God is going to make the enemy fail in 2024. It's something coming, but I tell you, God is going to make it fail for those who stay faithful to him. God is going to make the enemy's plots and his plans and his schemes and all of that stuff that people got to say and people throw out and how people try to pull you back and all. He's going to make all of that fail because you were faithful to him. No matter, hear me out, no matter how extreme it gets, no matter if the government runs out of money, no matter if you feel like you don't have no money in your bank account, guess what? God is going to make it fail. And that's something to give God praise for right there. That no matter what happens, no matter how extreme it may get, God is always still in control and able to handle it. Watch this, in his own way and in his own time. God is going to handle it in his own way. Because he may not do it how you want him to do it, but he's going to do it in his own way and in his own timing. Hear me out, 2024, God is going to do it in his own way and in his own timing. God could have easily saved Joe early off in his struggle, but God had his own way and his own timing to bring Job's circumstance to an end. Am I making sense? Amen. All right, moving on. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God made it fail. The proof that God made everything that the enemy said against, against Job fail is found in our text this morning. After it was all said and done, hallelujah, this blessed me. After it was all said and done, after the enemy tried every, every pull, every card out of his pocket, God turned around and blessed Job with everything he lost and some more. Somebody say, and some more. When God decides that you have reached the set end of your trial and your tribulation, let me tell you, he's going to pay you back for the warfare with interest. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the place to shout. That when God says enough is enough, he's going to pay you back for your warfare with interest. Somebody shout interest. Interest is usually a financial term used to describe the amount one has to pay for borrowing a loan from another individual, right? I may got some financial people in the house. In every case, once the interest rate is added to the loan amount, watch this, the original amount needed to be repaid is always greater. When you add the interest rate, on top of what it took to get it, is always greater. When, 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 you, when you add the interest rate into what was given to you, it's always greater. Somebody shout greater. Can I be honest to you? Honest with you, it costs to be favored. It costs to be blessed. It costs to be promoted. 
it costs to reach the level that you want to reach in your life. At times, it may cost you some sleepless nights. Amen. At times, it may cost you to be misunderstood by some people. Hallelujah. At times, it may actually cost you some money out your pocket. It may actually, it may actually cost that you go out of your way and to do whatever you need to do to make things happen for you. Hallelujah. Sometimes, being favored, it costs you some tears at nighttime. But the good news is that at the end, hallelujah, that after all of this, God is not only going to restore whatever you had to give, but he's going to give you more back with it. Many of you can look back over your life even this year and testify that God has given you more than you expected this year. Hallelujah. He brought you way further than you expected to go this year. Hallelujah. He's, you saw more promotion this year than you expected to see it. You thought you were just doing your job and doing whatever you have to do. No, whole time God was trying to set you up in your family, hallelujah, for something greater. You thought you were just doing the kind things for those that you love, and God was setting you up for more favor. And so my thing for you is let this revelation sink in for you. When it's all over said and done, you're going to get whatever it is. You're going to get whatever you gave back and some more. I'm going to say that again. When it's all over said and done, after God says, okay, enough is enough with this person, you're going to get whatever you gave, whatever it costs you. If it costs you some sleepless nights, guess what? God's going to give you some vacation time. Hallelujah. Y'all better receive that. I know that's right. Look, I know you had to work overtime, but look, we're going to give you, and you're going to come to your supervisor and say, look, take, take the day off. Amen. I don't know. Come back, come back to me one day and say, Pastor, I was there when you said that, and it happened to me. Amen. Be blessed. Whatever it, it costs you to get favor, whatever it costs you to get to that next level, God not only going to give that back to you, but he's going to give you some more. Romans 8 and 18 from my note taker, he says, the future glory, the glory that's coming, it does not compare to our present suffering. The, our present suffering does not compare to the glory that shall come. You're, the glory that shall come after your struggle, the glory that's going to come after your warfare, it doesn't compare to, what, to what you, the weight of what you're going through in this season. And I love how the prophets in the Old Testament, they always prophesied that the children of Israel, they would come into days where they were so blessed, they were so good, days that were so good that it made them forget about their bad days. God says, I'm, I'm going to bring you to a place, I'm going to bring you to the place where it's going to be so well for you that you're going to forget about the struggle that you had to go through. And that's my prayer for you in 2024. And it's my prayer that God fills your life with so many sweet things, hallelujah, that it removes the sour taste that 2023 tried to put in your mouth. My prayer is that in 2024, God will fill your mouth with sweet things, hallelujah, that it removes the sour taste of what your past brought to you, Hallelujah. And when we really, hallelujah, when you really allow this truth to, that God gives you back more than what you gave, once you allow that to seek into your mind, hallelujah, it changes your attitude in the middle of your warfare. When you know that God is going to give you back more than you bargained and then what then this situation is costing you, when you know God is going to give you more, it changes your attitude while you're going through. Am I making sense to y'all? Because when I know, watch this, hallelujah, when I know that I'm going to get back more in the end, I don't even worry about what I'm going through. I don't even worry about what I have. I don't even care. I don't worry about this process. I'm just like, Lord, here, take it. Because I'm going to get, God has something more for me. I'm going to be faithful in my assignment and my responsibility. Why? Because God.
And there's a shift that happens on the inside of us when we know that God has got plans to give us more in the end. And so I've told us before, I've told us before, I've been telling us a lot this month. We must understand this, this one thing. Write this down. Understand this. Our attitudes and our actions in this season are investments for what we will see in the next. Write that down. Our attitudes, how you see your circumstance and your actions, what you're doing in this moment, in this season, are investments for what you will see in the next. So I need you to be faithful in this season and putting good season to the ground. Even when it gets hard, even when it looks like you're doing stuff and it don't, it don't seem to be making any sense, there ain't nothing going to come out of it, still keep putting good works in the ground. Hallelujah. By faith that God is going to bring something out of it. Because this is what blessed me. Hallelujah. One seed does not just produce one fruit. My farmers may, may, may testify with me. One seed may not produce just one fruit. One seed produces a plant, and that plant produces many fruit. Hallelujah. You don't know what one change in your attitude will produce in your life until you change it. You won't know what one action that you had to change, one habit you had to change. You don't know the difference it will make in your life until you change it. Because your attitudes, your actions in this season are investments for what you will see in the next. And so you can expect to have a harvest in 2024 if you have not put no seeds in your, your attitudes and your actions in the ground in 2023. Am I making sense? I can't expect to be promoted, hallelujah, if I ain't put, got my attitude right when I come on my job. Amen, praise God. I, I can't expect to be promoted if, if my actions are not right on my job. Am I making sense? I can't expect for God open doors for me if my attitude and my actions are not right in this season. Am I making sense? for God to send me my husband or my wife with my attitudes and my actions, hallelujah, are not right in this season. Amen. I can expect for God to put money in my pocket when my attitudes and my actions are not right in this season. Every time I, every time she ain't go, I know she ain't got the, they fashion over, they send me their text, amen, praise God, they show up on their notification, I gotta go see what they got. Why? Because your actions and your attitudes are not right in this season. You can expect for God to give you something more in 2024 when your actions and your attitudes are not right. Am I right, preacher? I hope I'm making sense to you. And so Joel, he made sure that his actions, hallelujah, in the midst of his struggle, because it gets hard. Can I be honest with y'all? When you're going through the storm and the rain, it's hard to keep the right attitude. When you're going through the storm and the rain, it's hard to keep the right actions. Amen. But when you make it up in your mind, hallelujah. When you make it up in your mind, I'm going to do what's right by the Lord. I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to believe what God says. God says, I'm going to favor, I'm going to favor you. I'm going to tell you this. This is what the Lord told me. He says, the fruit in 2024 it belongs to the faithful. The fruit in 2024 is going to belong to the faithful. Things are going to happen in 2024. I say I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to prophesy about 2024. And today... Some things are going to happen in 2024, and it's going to make you go look for resources out of, outside of God. It's going to make you go look for resources in different places. It's going to make you go try to find this there. And God says, no, the fruit is not going to be in those things. The fruit is in those who are faithful. Those who say, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Hallelujah. It may be some laws change in 2024, and they, they may be coming against God's law and his standard. But somebody got to say, I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm going to stand on God's law and his standards for my life. The fruit in 2024 belongs to the faithful.
faithful to God. I'm trying, I'm trying, I hope I'm making sense. If you be faithful to God, God is going to make sure that everything the enemy sets up against you, every trap, every plot, every plan, every scheme, every lie, every, everything that he sends your way, God is going to make sure it fails. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is going to make it fail. Now, go ahead and give God praise right there. In the midst of his storm, God kept Job. And just as God kept Job, God is going to keep you. I, I have observed three things that help um, Job survive his warfare. And I believe that these three things are going to be helpful for us in this season. And it's also going to be helpful for you in 2024. Can I give you all these three things? Write it down. Write it down. Number one, that what kept Job was his posture. His posture. Somebody shout posture. Okay, y'all. I'm going to give y'all was writing it down. Give y'all time to write it down. And then we're going to scream it to wake somebody up. Somebody shout posture. posture. Amen. Posture speaks to the position that one sets their heart. It speaks to the attitude or the view that you have concerning your life. And what I love about Job is that he never allowed his circumstance to change his view of God. In the midst of his struggles, he still knew that God was sovereign. In the midst of his loneliness, he still knew that God was present. In the midst of his confusion, he still knew that God knew what was best for him. In the midst of things not happening for him, he still knew that there was power in prayer. In the midst of all that he was going through, he knew that God was still good. And I need to tell somebody, don't ever let what happens to you, hallelujah, or even what people do and say to you, change your mind. Don't let what happens to you, hallelujah, or what people say, or what people say and they do to you, don't let that change your mind about God. Because sometimes things, people do stuff to us and we take it out on God. You know what, I'm not even going to pray today. I, look, I'm, you, you so caught up on what they did and they said to you, you can't even be available to God. Hallelujah. So, sometimes that's, that's even in church. Hallelujah. Let me, let, me, let me deal with that church hurt a little bit so you can be healing because you're going to have to come into the church in 2024. I, I'm going to preach about that in January. Hallelujah. But you got to get into the safe haven. And what men did to you, God didn't do it to you. So stop changing your view of God based off of what people have done to you. Am I making sense? But have the right posture in your heart. I think it's important that we understand that God, watch this, allowed things to happen in Job's life. Although God is sovereign and God was able to keep all of that that happened, God was able to keep Job's children from dying. He was able to keep that storm from coming and the fire from coming to take away his cattle and all of his things. God still allowed those things to happen. Can I say God sometimes allows and he permits things to happen to us as well. God, yeah, I know, I know you're going through, God allowed it. And you may be wondering, Colin, that's, that's mean. Why would a good God let bad things happen to his people? If God really loves me, why would he, why would he even let these bad things happen to me? Colin, if God really loves me. Why, 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 do, why do I have to deal with this hurt and this grief and this pain and this confusion and this worry? Khaled, if, if God really loves me, why do I have to go through this circumstance? Can I give you the answer? One, number one, God knew you can handle it. God knew you can handle it. That's the reason why God let it happen, because he knew you can handle it.
He gave you his strength on the inside of you. And he said, look, I, I know what my, my daughter, my, I know what my son can take. And I'm going to let that happen because I know they can handle it. Two, here's the other thing. God wants to use us as a reminder to the enemy that the, and the world that he still has the power. Sometimes God let things happen to remind the world that, look, y'all still need me. Hallelujah. And sometimes God allows things to happen so that the enemy can get back into his place. Sometimes the enemy thinks he can get away with things. Hallelujah. He can get away with what he's done, but God has to put him back into his place. And so what happens, what happens is the Lord uses you and your life as a testimony that he still has the power over everything that can ever happen to us in this life. And I look at all of these great, beautiful people in this building today, and I say that the Lord still got the power. I say God, the Lord still got it. He ain't never lost it. Amen, praise God. He still has the power. He still have the, the healing power. He still have the, the providing power. He still have the sustaining power. He still have all of that power. He never lost it. And so sometimes God wants to use you to tell the world that, look, he, God still got it. Hallelujah. You may be wondering why pain get, came into your body. I, I got to tell the world. I got to show the world that God still got it. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God still got it. And so this is the reason why we worship him. This is the reason why we seek him. This is the reason why we praise him because he still got it. He never lost it. He never lost the power. He never lost it. That's because that's my guy. He ain't never lost. Amen. He ain't never been defeated. And I, I stand up for him because I know who he is. He ain't never done it. He ain't never lost the power. No matter what's going on around us, no matter what is happening to us, God still has the power. And so that has to be our posture when we're going through our situation. Am I making sense? Even though it may not be happening the way that I want it. it happening in the timing that I wanted to happen God still has the power the three Hebrew boys they said even if the Lord don't take us out he's still able somebody say he's still able so the one the first thing that kept Job in the midst of his warfare was his posture number two what's going to keep us in our warfare what kept Job in his warfare and what has kept many of you in your warfare this year was number two his partnership write that down partnership partnership Somebody shout partnership. Okay, that's how we said it. Shout partnership. One thing I love about Job is that he did not become attached to temporary things. Although Job was a man with a plan, he had everything a man could ever wish for. He had the wife, he had the kids, he had the house, he had the money, he had all the good health. He was, everybody was calling. Job was a man with a plan. He had everything a man would ever wish for. He knew this one thing, that what he had did not make him who he was. Therefore, when those things left his life, when Job lost his children, when he lost his house, he lost his cattle, when he lost all of those things, even though he lost all those, those things, he didn't lose himself. Because he understood that they were not the source of life. Although these things were good and they helped him live a good quality life, amen, praise God. They had make sure he lived a good, comfortable life. He understood that his future and his fate was not dependent on what he had, but it was in the hands of the master. And let me tell you, here's the potential downfall that we can find ourselves falling into. Thinking that what we have makes us who we are. That's going to mess us up. In 2024, thinking, thinking what you have make you who you are is going to mess you up. I'm all for securing the bag. I know I'm all, I'm all for securing the bag. I'm all for making sure you and your family, y'all are well off. I'm all for it.
comfort in things that we can see with our own eyes. Because when you, when you build your identity, hallelujah, off of what you can see and what you have, when those things leave you and when you lose those things, amen, praise God, guess what? You lose yourself. You start wondering, Lord, what I got, what else I got? Whole time God says, I, maybe, maybe God takes, takes away those things to show you that all you need is him. Am I making sense to you? So you can't build your identity. Don't build your comfort. Don't build your security. Hear me out. Don't build your security in 2024 and what you have. Because it may just not be enough. Not in people. Not in positions. Not in your money. Not in your possessions. No. Don't build your security and your comfort in all of those things. But build your security in something that you can't see with your eyes. Build your hopes on things eternal. Build your hopes on God. Those things, may, I'm telling you, those things are not going to be able to save you. You're not going to be able to get to heaven and be like, Lord, you know, I drove a Mercedes, Lord. Lord, you know, I had that Mustang. Lord, you know, you know, I gave that money to them kids. Lord, you know, I, I went to church. Those things ain't going to save you. When trouble comes, you guess what? Your car ain't going to be no good for you. Amen. But it's going to be your alignment with God that's going to save you. In 2024, it's going to be your alignment with God that's going to get us out of trouble. It's going to be our alignment with God that's going to keep us in the midst of our trials, our troubles, and our tribulations, right? They're soon to come. It's going to be your alignment with God. So if you are not in alignment with God, somebody say, I ain't heard Kyle preach like this in a minute. I know because I'm, 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 I'm a teaching preacher now. But look, if you are going to get out of your trouble, you need to get in alignment with God. And if you are not in alignment with God, I need you to rush and hurry to get there. God in your lifestyle, hurry up and get there. If you're not in alignment with God in your personal devotion and how you pray and how you seek his face and you read his word and you worship, I need you to hurry up and get there. Because it's going to be your alignment with God that keeps you. So before you cross over into 2024, I need you to make sure spiritual life insurance. I'm not talking about the job in the case. Stuff hits. Who do you have to cover you? When stuff hits the fan, who do you have to help you to get you get you back to where you need to be? You know, whenever something happened on your house, you got house insurance. You can call the insurance insurance company. They give you money to get back to fix whatever was broken. And so my question for you is, when trouble hits your life, who, 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 who do you call on to to help you get back to where you need to be? When your bills are due but you don't got no money, who do you call to get you? When your body is aching with pain, who do you call to get you back to where you need to be? And I was wondering, I was in my study, and this, this is what got me. Yes, people are good. To, people are good. It's good to call people. People are good help in some things, but they can't help us in everything. Let me, uh, I, I may got, I got Let me say it again. They may, they may, people are a good help in some things, but they will not be able to help you in everything. Can I show it to you in the text? At the end of Job's situation, watch this. This is so crazy. The Bible say that his family came back to him, gave him money, gave him gold. And I was wondering, where were y'all when Job was going through? Like y'all, y'all wait till God start blessing him to come to come give him some money.
Well, where were y'all at when he was when everybody else turned and walked away? Where, where were y'all then? When Joe when Joe was struggling and didn't have no money in his pocket, why y'all wouldn't give him money then? I was confused. All right, well, where were the people at? And this his own folk. Somebody say your his your own folk. It'd be your own folks, people you thought you could depend on. And this is why you need something greater than people or things that can meet you. This is why you need something greater than people and things that you can see to provide for you. Because sometimes you're going to go through some things and they ain't going to be there. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's going to be late in the midnight hour and everybody else sleep. Amen. Praise God. And you're still going through mine just, just going on and on. And you need somebody you can go to. And let me tell you, you need Jesus. If you don't got him, you need him. Every time I notice that people... Because here's the thing. Every time I noticed that people depended and they relied on Jesus, he always made things happen for him. Made happen things happen. He always made sure that at the end, he always made sure that the ends met. He always turned the situation around for the better. And we talk about insurance. And all state has this question, this great question. They say, are you in good hands? As you come into 2024, evaluate your life and ask yourself, is my life in good hands? Whose hands have you put making things happen for you? Whose hands have you put making things happen for you in your life? Have you, are they, is, your, is your life still in your hands? Are you still dependent on your own responsibilities, your own abilities, and what you can do? Are you still dependent on that? Are you still dependent on yourself? Are you dependent on your career? Hallelujah. Are you dependent on your career to get promoted? And so I'm, if I get this, I can make this happen. I can, then I can make that happen. Are you dependent on social media? Some, some, some people just... Thing, name me, somebody else going to like it, and then maybe somebody else is going to do it, and then I'm going to blow up. Now, are you depending on the hands of your family? I know your family is well off. I know your family is good. I know your family can take care. They're get they good, but are you dependent? Are you in the hands of your family? Are you in the hands? Have you put your life in the hands of your possessions? Or are you in the hands of God? The question is, as you come into 2024, make sure that you give your life to Jesus. Take it out of your hand. Take your situation out of your hands and put it in hands. Because I promise you, God can do more. If you will give it to him, then you can do it. God can do more with your situation than your career can do. God can do more with your ministry than social media can do. God can do more with your, with your life, hallelujah, than anything else in this world. So I need you to not partner with things that you can see. Partner with God in this season. Am I making sense? Have I helped y'all this morning? All right, I, I pray I did. I hope I didn't bore y'all. I'm getting ready to go. I'm finding my clothes here. Number one, um, Job found, hallelujah, Job found, um, Job found he survived his warfare because of his posture. He had the right attitude, the right actions, right? Then number two, he survived his warfare because of his partnership. He didn't build his life on things that he can see. But he built his life on the fact that God is God. God is always sovereign. God is always in control. God is always good. And he never let anything change his mind. And can I tell y'all the last thing that helped Job survive his warfare? The last thing that helped, God, helped Job survive his warfare was God's power. And I'm finding my exit here this morning. It was nothing but the power of God that kept Job. It was nothing but the power of God that kept Job when everybody else turned and walked away. When everybody else said, Job, you might as well. 
I went, it was nothing but the power of God. I can only imagine it was nothing but the power of God keeping Job's mind. Hallelujah. I can just imagine it was nothing but the power of God that out at the end of his situation, God says, look, Job, I'm about to heal your body. It was nothing but the power of God. And you can check the record. Hallelujah. And I'll declare to you, it will say the same thing. That every time that God showed up for his people, guess what he did? He showed out. Every time that God stepped in his end, he made sure that the enemy plots, plans, and schemes failed. And I know I can get one witness to help me preach this message this morning and can testify that God still has the power. That no matter what your circumstance may be, God, guess what? God still has the power. I don't care how, what people have to say, God still has the power. The doctors may turn and walk away, but guess what? God still has the power. It may seem like only your friends have walked away, but guess what? God still have the power. Things may have happened that you didn't expect this year, but guess what? God still has the power. And I think I can find a witness to help me preach this morning. If you could ask Daniel when he was thrown down in the lion's den. And he said, look, they put him in a place going ready to die. Hallelujah. But Daniel will tell you today that God still has the power. The Bible says that they shut Daniel down in the lion's den. But while he was down in the lion's den, God sent angels to watch over Daniel. Can I get one witness that say all night and all day, it was the angels of God keeping me. All night and all day, it was the angels of God keeping me. It was the angels of God protecting me. It was the angels of God strengthening me. It was the angels of God protecting me. It was the angels of God keeping me. Today, he would testify that God made it fail. He would say, kingdom movement, guess what? God made it fail. Did I think I can find one more witness when I call on the three Hebrew boys by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? When they said, we will not bow down to you, king. But he said, you know what? We're going to throw you down in the fiery furnace. And they said, go ahead, throw us down in the fiery furnace. Go ahead, shut us up to, to die in the fiery furnace. But if the three Hebrew boys were standing right here today, they would have the testimony that God made it fail. I think I can find one more witness. If I can call the woman with the issue of blood, for 12 long years she went from doctor to doctor she went from clinic to clinic she went from nurse to nurse but she still couldn't find any help but when she called on Jesus when she pressed away she said God made it fail I think I can find one more witness by the name of Paul and Silas when they were preaching the gospel down in Rome and they said look we get tired of you talking about that name we get tired of you talking about Jesus we get tired of you talking about Jesus we get tired of you talking about how he's able to heal the sick we get tired of you talking about how he raised the dead we get tired of you talking about how he's king of kings we get tired of you talking about how he's lord of lords but they said it to them look we're going to preach anyhow and they took Paul and Silas and they put them down in the jail but how many of y'all know that at midnight hour at the midnight hour at the midnight hour what begin to pray 
God sent the shook the earth and the chains of the people that came falling off and they would say God made it fail they said God made it fail they will say God made it fail. I think I could call one more witness. Well, if I call one Jay Arias and his daughter was sick and he, she couldn't get away, hallelujah. And then she said, Jesus, come on with us. And on the way to Jay Arias's house, they sent them and said, Jay Arias, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. But Jesus looked to him and he said, don't. He said, only believe. Look to your neighbor and say, only believe only believe i don't care how far gone it looks like only believe i don't care what people say only believe i don't care what the enemy throw up against you only believe only believe and the bible says that when they made it down to jairus's house god took jairus's daughter and he got and he rose up from the dead hallelujah and if jairus's were here today he would say god made it fail he would say god made it fail He'll say God made it fail. He said God made it fail. He'll say God made it fail. I got one more witness I need to call. I got one more witness I need to call. But they tell me one Friday evening, they hug them high and they stretch the water. They tell me one Friday evening, hallelujah, I got one more witness I need to call. They hug them high and they stretch the water. They put rivets in his hand. They put nails in his hand, rivets in his feet. And they tell me they pissed them in his side. I got one more witness I need to call. And they pissed them in his side. And they tell me he hung on that cross from the sixth to the ninth hour and then died i said he died i said he died but that's not the end of the story that's not the end of the story i said that's not the end of the story they took him off the cross and they placed him in a ballroom to a hundred about soul and he stayed there for three days but early on the third day morning I said early on the third day morning, God made it fail. God made it fail because he stepped out of the grave with all power, all power in the palm of his hand. I was coming to tell somebody, God got the power to make it fail. I said, God got the power to make it fail. I said, God got the power to make it fail. I said, God got the power to make it fail. Can I call one more witness? Can I call one more witness? Will you look at Reverend Rousey? Will you look at Reverend Rousey? Come on, walk with me. Will you look at Reverend Rousey? Stage four cancer. Stage four cancer. But somebody shout, God made it fail. Somebody shout, God made it fail. Somebody shout, God made it fail. Heal. Heal. Somebody say, God made it fail. Somebody say, God made it fail. Somebody say, God made it fail. When I look in the build, across the building today, I said, God made it fail. I see a council survivor in the back of the building. Somebody say, God made it fail. Somebody say, God made it fail. I think I could call Michael Dudley when he said, my body was aching with pain. The doctors didn't know what they were going to do. But somebody say, God made it fail. Somebody say, God made it fail. God made it fail. If you need one more witness, take a good look at me because I'm a 
I should have been dead or gone. I could have been dead or gone. But God made it fail. God made it fail. I said, God made it fail. I said, God made it fail. I see one more witness in the building today. I see Charlotte. If you ask Charlotte what happened to her daughter, if you ask Charlotte what happened to her daughter, if you ask Charlotte what happened to her daughter, she was down in a car accident. But somebody say, God made it fail. Somebody say, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. Somebody here. Hallelujah. I was somebody testimony. Somebody said, I was ready to take my life this year. I don't know who you are. Somebody said, I was ready to take my life this year. Kyle, I had the plan together. Kyle, I had the pills together. Kyle, I made sure I planned that thing out. But even when I thought I was going to do it, God made it fail. I said, God made it fail. You are here today because God made it fail. And because he made it a fail, you got a reason to give him praise. Because God made it fail, you got a reason to give him praise. And I dare you to give God praise right there because he made it fail. Somebody shall yell. Somebody shall yell. If God made it fail, why don't you give God praise right there? I tell you, he made it fail. The devil thought he was going to play with my mind, but God made it fail. The devil thought he was going to take me out. The devil thought I was going to give up, hallelujah, on my school journey. But somebody say, God made it fail. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God made it fail. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I've got a reason. Say, I've got a reason. Say, I've got a reason. I've got a reason to give God praise. You want to know my reason? Four words. God made it fail. When you wonder, Colin, why are you preaching so hard? Because God made it fail. Colin, why are you praying, praying, praising so hard? Because God made it fail. I wouldn't be here today if God had made it fail. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God made it fail. Everything. That the enemy tried against you. God made it fail. God made it fail. That's a place to close your eyes and give God praise. I dare you just look back over 2023. And all that, that tra transpired there. <clears throat> enemy tried to run, run you away from your job. <laughs> Whole time God had the promotions in store for you. Yeah, that's what happened for somebody. The enemy tried to take your, your body, trying to take your mind and your body. But God made it fail.